joking with you. And she looks, she puts herself together. And she's got to be in her late 60s, early 70s. She's vivacious. What's her secret? She loves life and she loves people. And she can't, she just can't sit still. That's her secret. She's just super positive. She loves everyone. Mm -hmm. And so the contrast between her coming in right right after him yeah is significant he was more downtrodden and she was more upbeat he was and and i what i said to him was he was mentioning a guy there were five guys that drive truck in his little group and he's like the fifth guy caught you know kept reaching out to everyone saying you know trying to get together and stuff and and people were ignoring him well, that guy, a few weeks after, he committed suicide. Oh. And they and the guy was regretful. The person that I was talking to today, he was super regretful. And he says, you know, I I didn't know he was having such a bad time. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know. And, and, I, and I said, well, I've heard that driving truck is isolating. And, and I've heard, you know, really the secret to curing depression is connection. Yeah. All of us need it. We need each other. We're human yeah. beings and we need each other. Yeah. And we are a, we are pack animals. That is that is what we are and that is you know, but it you just can be isolated accepted. in a in a group of people though too. It's you, a it's yes. a way of thinking also. It is. You can feel so different and I've been there where you feel so different. Yeah. That nobody gets you and everything's almost like everything is fake around. You ever had that feeling? Yes. Like it's all cardboard totally it's anxiety i've definitely had it and i've had it for spiritual reasons and then you dissociate that's exactly right and and so the the point is that connection is the only cure Mm -hmm. for the malaise of your heart and uh, but finding the right connection and and connect just because you're in a crowded room doesn't mean you're connecting no and so <clears throat> can almost make it worse if it if you're truly not feeling that way you almost feel even deeper out of touch if you're in a room full of people yeah. you you just don't feel like totally it. totally yeah. and and so to bring it back to the show here um oh i was asking the guy we doing yes, a show? here's the thing we're, we're hanging oh, out we're just hanging out oh we're hanging out um to bring it back to our conversation I asked him if he um, had a CB in his cab. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, man, you know, I used to have those. And the young people come in and they rip them out. They don't know what they are. Oh, wow. And he, and uh, <clears throat> because the CB was a way to talk to each other, sort of, you yeah. know, like a 10-way call. And you could just flip it on and whoever was on there yeah. and you could just talk. He, he said, but now in my truck, you know, I, he's like, you just can't listen to music. You know, right. that many hours a day drives you nuts. And he's like, listening to the hum of the road. And he's like, I, I can't do that either. And I said, well, what do you listen to? He goes, I love me some talk radio. <laughs> Please coast don't to tell coast me. AM. He did it. He did. Yeah, he he's like, I that. used to love Art Bell, oh, but now I listen yeah. to George Norrie. And yeah. I'm like, have you ever caught Art Jimmy Church? He's like, oh, yeah, I've caught Jimmy Church a time or two. He's like, I'm like, he's like, do you like that stuff? He goes, I'm telling you what, it keeps my mind yep. going. It keeps oh, my mind engaged. And and I, I said the same thing. And I said, so, <laughs> do you think there are aliens? Yeah. And he's like, 100%. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. 
So it was it was it was really funny. Oh, that's cool how you turned that right into I that. I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> yeah, I meander a little bit, but the Art Bell worm got into his brain, huh? He liked he liked those shows. He said they kept him yep. engaged and kept his mind active. Keep you alive when and, you keep thinking. That's it. That was it. And he he said he thought he felt actual excitement and curiosity yeah, about the world. Yeah. And and I like to think that us having our little conversations here is also about mm-hmm. us um, displaying our curiosity and sharing that with everyone. Can you imagine what it'd be like? Well, I mean, I suppose I can at one point maybe in my life, but where it was the same routine routine every day. It was the Groundhog Day every day, and there was nothing magical or nothing interesting or nothing fascinating right. For, right. for years. And, and you're actually deflecting anything that's interesting and fascinating. You get in that rut, you, you know? You do. Like we were talking the other day about how... Um, it was on one of our podcasts about how um, when you start talking the the alien conversation, how people just go dark on you, and if they're not ready to hear it, or they and and I don't push it, but if they're not ready to hear it, man, you can see them clock out. It is. It's it was true. so amazing that that is so far away from what I want to do because that's going to mess up my Amazon order. I've got things to do. You know what I mean. <laughs> That's it. No one wants to be distracted from their humdrum. Yeah. Um, Not no one, but there are folks who don't want to be. And I actually, two weeks ago, I was uh, hanging out at a a fancy golf event. And, uh, I mean, I love golf events. You you actually do get a cross-section. You might think it's a monolithic crowd, but it's actually not. It's... You just never know who you're going to meet. Was it Event Horizon? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Not that kind of golf? <laughs> not quite, no. Golf with an O, not a U, huh? <laughs> and I just, uh, this, was, this was the wife of a friend. Um, and I was talking to her and just sharing different, you know, reflections on the nature of the shift in consciousness that I feel we're in. Oh, which, did which you, you just start this out with her? Um, Do you know her? I know her, but okay. she, it, it, we had something, we were talking about something and it led to me to mm. proclaim that I see this, this, mm. uh, this shift in consciousness. Happening. You had an opening there. I you had an opening. Yep, yep. I did. I went for it. And, uh, and she was all in. And uh, her, you know, beautiful, talented, and uh, beefcake husband, who is a lovely human, was sitting there just like mouth agape, like what, what, well, sh- what, you know, and wow. and then he's like, what's the answer? And I said, the answer is love. And he goes, love, well. No, really? <laughs> isn't that convenient? Yeah, I'm like, well, it's not that I said it isn't that simple, but it, it that is the answer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what I got from that, and, and he wasn't negative at all. He was just overwhelmed by the information mm-hmm. and just couldn't process it, couldn't integrate it into his reality. And so I, w- I wanted to make sure that he was okay. Right. And I'm like, I didn't. I was talking to your wife. I I didn't mean to harm you in any way or or frighten you or Mm -hmm. um, jar you in any way. I wanted to share what I've come to understand and the things that I'm learning about. 
I think we started with ancient civilizations or something and just talking about that stuff because the they, uh, I think I, I said I went to Ancient Aliens. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's probably how it started. They've caught it a few times. Caught yeah, episodes, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, it was it was just like how do you open a how do you open a door to mm-hmm. have the conversation to begin the conversation yeah. to see where they are because I'm very cognizant and I know that anyone who's listening, you're here because you're curious and I'm not violating your free will by sharing this because you're here because mm-hmm. you want to be. And in that scenario with that gentleman, I was concerned that maybe him overhearing was a violation of yeah. his free will, which I hadn't intended. So I cut it off pretty quickly, but the wife was like, I'm, can you talk some more? Oh, <laughs> like, really? I was like, kind of mm, start for it. Maybe then. not. Yeah. Maybe I'll wait. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a girls' weekend, and I'll tell you more. I'll bring my crystal. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah, I was telling the story about the crystals, and wow, you went everywhere. Say, well, it was you know starting out with ancient civilizations few, and what the crystals. That's and I'd had a few drinks, you know. I think yeah, maybe it was crystal <laughs> skulls we started with. Hell, I don't know. I don't remember, but it was. Uh, you never know. For me, any. any Topic is an opening. <laughs> you went for the three C's, so creation, crystals, and consciousness. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, bam, bam, bam. You hit her with all three. Body you know, blow. Body that's blow. That's funny. Um, I <laughs> was on the out. phone with uh, for um, uh, my <laughs> wife's um, uh, dad's birthday, and we were talking back and forth, and he's a real inquisitive guy. I love him, man. He's just, just a great guy. <laughs> But you know, we'll get on our little topics once in a while. But I don't, you know, I don't push. And he's like, "Have you seen the latest Skywalker Ranch?" Oh. I was like, "So no, what happened?" Oh, you wouldn't believe it. It was this, this, and this, and this. And I was like, "Well, I'm coming down in a week. We got to watch a couple together." <laughs> oh yeah, we will. You know, just you know, it's yeah. just uh, he's retired now and he's doing a full time golfer basically. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I, I think that. You know, in the past, people have been working so much. Yeah. This is part of that great resignation yeah. conversation we were having earlier. People work so much, they don't have time yeah. to really explore a lot. Yeah. And I, I, I have to say, I don't know, if we had had the internet when we were in, I'll just say high school maybe, mm-hmm. would we be where we are today? Huh. I don't know. Would it be better or would it be worse? I don't know. But if if... Would it be better? What do you mean? Would we be? Uh, would we be more enlightened, or would we be stunted huh. in some way because analysis paralysis, too much information, mm-hmm. too much data? Like some of the younger kids, right? We've talked about they mm-hmm. just don't want to do anything. Yeah, they don't see the benefit to to, to it's getting all right a driver's in front of them, but they just don't want to yeah. look it up, and it's not. Yeah, yeah and I and I'm, you know, it's easy to those dang kids you know it's easy to like rail about that but to be frank with you when the world's at your fingertips and the sum total of human knowledge can be tapped into yeah what would you do would you want to go to some crappy job flipping burgers or waitressing or or would you want to sit at home gaming talking with your friends and looking up random stuff like hmm (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, it's well until you until your parents kick you out. <laughs> well, you there's don't that. have a car, and you know there's the dog that. needs to eat. That's and you, you're starving your dog, and I mean, there's all that, right? Yeah. You're. I'm, I don't. There's an in between there somewhere. There's right? got to be an in between, but I I I'm trying to understand and relate to yeah someone who has a very different set of experiences mm-hmm. than I do, and I mean, I grew up in a very analog world, and uh, in the country, the last to get any technology. We were the last ones to ever have a VCR. Were you really? <laughs> like, but we you were. were also the last of, of the generations to be analog. It's true. It's true. We all were, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically. So I've, I feel that that's a gift. And also moving forward, I have to push myself to want to learn the latest operating system. Yeah. Or I don't want to download another app to do something yeah, you know I like mean, yeah. i i feel a little curmudgeonly some days but but yeah. honestly it's like no why why do we have to have all these silos of information i could be an 80 year old man about it i could yeah. certainly be like this thing is against me That's this <laughs> piece of shit does not like me but oh, it has gosh. nothing to do with that. But I, I, I get frustrated. I too. do too, and I, I don't know. This, and when it doesn't work, these things ought to work. Yeah. You know? It's, but I, I guess what I'm getting at is, if you don't lean in on this stuff, you will get left behind, as fast as the world mm-hmm. is moving, mm-hmm. and that is its own form of cruelty. That we, yeah, we all loneliness. have to, it totally, I, the, uh, isolation. Older people, you see it quite often. My mom has actually, I'm proud as hell of her. She, uh, last five years, she finally was like, I'm getting this. You know, she'd be like, how do you send this? Mm-hmm. How do you do this? Mm-hmm. She could sense my frustration, but she just dug in. She's like, I can still do this. And she did. Now she's, Doing she's tap, tap, tapping her That's way good. all around. Like, you know, That's awesome. Great. That's we, a success story. It is. Do we... Uh, we wanna. Oh, it's been recording this whole time. So we're having a good conversation about whatever because I'm stalling because I'm not really sure. Yeah, <laughs> what I to know talk where we're about going. Today. I'm. Uh, I'm not sure. I. I'm ready for. Let's at least let's at least dip dip into it and see what happens, huh? Okay. So you wanna? Yeah, I can. You can start. Can All right. So last last week we talked about our topic. This week was going to be about there's many names for it the federation of nine is one council the Con- oh, council of nine federation? there's federation oh boy galactic federation of worlds yep the galactic council, council of, nine. of nine and then the um galactic federation of light yep and, yep. I, and again i don't know <clears throat> if these are all <laughs> this in fact the same organization or and the a similar organization from different time periods um in our history oh i know the light the light one is pretty old okay i know that that was a but okay so this all sounds pretty big cloud of nothing yet. <laughs> so the uh the thought is that there is a group a council, a federation yes. of aliens, different species that are 
around our world, watching our world, making decisions based yes. on yes. Uh, what they come up with, and and c closely aligned, and that this is what throws people off, uh, closely aligned to sci-fi. Uh, Star mm -hmm. Trek, it wasn't far off, and there's already, you know, there's a lot of people that talked about how, uh, how that was not unintentional either. That was actually like a, seeding, a part of it. Seeding uh, consciousness. Yeah. Gene Roddenberry, um, masterful storyteller. I think we all would agree with that. Yeah. And the question is, there, there is some evidence he attended meetings with other people, mm -hmm. some channelings. I'll call them channelings. Um, but where he got his ideas from, assuming they came from his imagination, or were they, in fact, seated in other ways? And um, Dr. Michael Sala makes some mm, hypotheses that, in fact, he was contacted to share certain ideas so that the human race could be prepared mm -hmm. for the moment we're in right now. You know, that that's kind of cool. So we could certainly go down the Federation angle, but there's also the, the angle of being, uh, being seated, being touched, being talked to, being, being driven, being told, uh, yeah. you know, what to expect. Uh, there's a lot of predictions. There's a lot of things out there that people have said that aliens have been a part of. I mean, a lot. Uh, the um, the Moody Blues. Oh. Did you know that? No. Tell me this. And you can edit this if I'm <laughs> wrong, but I don't believe I am. The Moody Blues supposedly be, uh, believed they were abducted, and their lyrics came from uh, another being. Hmm. And I don't know what album, I don't know when, but that was um, that was truly... One of these. So, so they're everywhere, about, though. But There's I wonder so about Led Zeppelin. Have you ever listened to the words mm -hmm. to Cashmere? Oh, no. Well, sit, sure I have. Sit I with elders haven't. of a gentle race. <laughs> I mean, wow, all will be revealed. Cool. That could be good acid, though. Well, I, I have read, and it I just looked it up. Acid. I have read that. Um, <laughs> Was it the Moody Blues? The Moody, the Moody Blues song based on a UFO sighting has strong indications of uh, is this knights in white satin <laughs> i don't know but what i what i'll do is take your uh moody blues uh, and uh. go back a couple thousand years because <laughs> what's the most um like uh how do i put it the the, the best form of um what is it? The flat flattery, like mimicry. The mimicry. The best form of flattery is mimicry, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Why would somebody try to elongate their head? Oh yeah, yeah I like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if we want to look at the <clears throat> the history of, yeah. of, of, I mean, we can go with what people say and stuff, but if you look at the historical essence of what kind of ties everything together is ancient like hieroglyphs and, physical and physical physical evidence yeah yep. so i mean the anunnaki supposedly had elongated heads 
you want to explain Anunnaki a little bit? Anunnaki was a race that came to Earth to seed. Uh, what was it? The, was it the Homo erectus? Or was no, all, it? Already evolving primates. Yes. Already evolving humanoids. Yes, Linda right. Moulton Howell say, says yes. this perfectly every yes, time. Yes, already, already evolving, evolving primates. primates. Yeah. And so they, they, they came to this planet because they knew that there was already you know, primates living here. And they... Uh, they needed somebody to mine their gold. They needed somebody, and they needed the gold. Right. Yes. So, they needed somebody to, with more intelligence than beating two rocks together for their own atmosphere of their dying planet. For right? their own atmosphere of their dying planet. Yeah, it's interesting. And so, you know, if you look into Greek mythology, you know that didn't happen during Cro-Magnon days. That hope happened in the Homo sapien days, you know, after the intelligence. And how, how do you make that step from... It's quite a leap. That is quite yeah. a leap to happen just all of a Evolutionarily, sudden. Evolutionarily, yes. And, and from caves to agriculture is quite a leap, and apparently it happened quite quickly. You so. know, the, other, the one thing I'd heard, um, this was fascinating, the Neanderthals supposedly were stronger, smarter, until... We possibly had our little injection of, uh, of brain juice DNA put into us, but Neanderthals, is is that? Am I getting that right? Because I'm getting a look here. No, am I'm I, I'm fa- That's yeah. my fascinated look. They were they were stronger, <laughs> faster, smarter, and how is it that hmm. we ended up like this and they didn't and they died off? I, you know I. And that that is stuff fa- is it's very interesting. interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, I wish, you know, you almost have to be an historian to get all these pieces and parts right because there's just this timeline is so. The one thing that we do know is that all of a sudden, we jumped up. There was, you know, yes. we're flying along like everybody else, yes. and then they can't explain how we evolved so quickly, so rapidly, in one small uh, span of time. And I think that's across the board, right? That's not talking out of school. That's that's most. Yes. Everyone will it say it feels that. as if um, from the the many things I've read and the many different peoples exploring this issue, who have delved more deeply than any of us, it seems like that leap happened, and that our intelligence, you know, that we were tampered with in some way, mm-hmm. in order to be what eventually we became which is we also we also have like you know they say we have to base all of our you know theories and stuff on science but science is always changing too mm-hmm. yes you know people who used to think that uh, the world was flat right were scientists <laughs> I mean it's like <laughs> yes they were so you know well some yes they are don't don't use the s word now come on yeah (laughs) and some of them are trying to make sure they uh keep their own point of view (laughs) you know as as things are evolving they don't want to uh necessarily uh, acknowledge there's parts of science that can be a popularity contest as much as anything else and um hypotheses and theories that that die die or surge forward is the nature of our scientific method. So 
I, I think all of this is plausible, and, and that's why I'm, I mean, that's why I'm here is because I'm curious about it. I'm not sure we can know. I'm not sure it's possible right. for right. us to fully know. But I do think it's possible for us to hold, withhold our full commitment to any one thing and, and you know, mm-hmm. wait for more evidence, but, you know, mm-hmm. keep an eye on it. And that's kind of what the gray area is all about, right? Mm-hmm. It's about holding space for all of these different mm-hmm. hypotheses and, and theories, if they're theories, and, you know, allowing myself to be convinced or, I'll use one of your favorite words, Andrew, fascinated yeah. by I'm what is, gonna use that as is much. possible. I, I love that word. So, yeah, anyway, I, I'm just explaining the way that I come by things. So if... If I'm saying something that sounds really definitive, it's because I'm excited about it. It's not because it's actually definitive for me. <laughs> uh, and and this is one of those things. So back to the, the Federation concept, you know, I never actually believed, and this is the, the B word, the belief word, in, in that I thought it was kind of cool and I felt like eventually it made sense for us to evolve into this confederation and you know as 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 earth earthlings we would you know be on the council with other planets perhaps and then i started hearing the canadian former defense minister and the israeli former defense person mention this federation uh of 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 extraterrestrials who uh, sit and make some make decisions about how to that that impact the way the galaxy functions, and you know, it found it sounded trying to find something. Um, that was very cool for me to think about that there was a federation of planets that was validated by people who. I mean, you could say they're retired from those positions, those high-ranking positions, but in their day, they were quite credible. And why would we you, – you always have to examine the motive. What could they be – have they been told to say this for some reason? Have they been told to proclaim there's a galactic federation? At 90 years old on their deathbed, why would they what, – what do they have – why would you even? I don't know. This guy wasn't even ninety. He was a little, he, he was much I, younger he, than that. But. I think he was in his mid seventies. Well, this yeah. guy from Israel that you you mentioned, his name is Haim Eshed. Those are two. So she's mentioned the Canadian and the, the Canadian. Israeli. Yeah, the Israeli one. And then there's one. the Israeli one. He Those had a, an interview in the Israel's Yedia Aharno newspaper. Mm. Nice. Where he actually said that uh, Trump was going Trump. Former President Trump. Did you just say the T word? Yeah. He was going to reveal (laughs) the existence Mm -hmm. of... Yes, I've heard that too. Mm -hmm. Not just of UFOs or UAPs, but of actual... Of the Federation. Yeah. And he was told to stand by and stand down because uh, they know that there would be mass hysteria. Yeah, I don't think there would be, but... (laughs) <laughs> well, they also mentioned that, that uh, which fascinated me, is that they said uh, the exact words was, we need technology to um, to, uh, t- to match, uh, how did it go? There, it was actually, 
talking about we need our technology doesn't match our maturity. Yeah, yeah, I've heard and that. that. Yeah, For sure. That we need to sure. uh, we need to basically grow up before at the end our brains would pop. They're saying if they, they came down here, we'd all just kind of lose is what they thought. So we. <laughs> I think I think a, a large percentage of our planetary population might lose it. Um, but if you do ask people about whether they think aliens are real, you get a large percentage of people who say they believe they are. Like the truck driver today. That's that. Yes, they believe it. And so, would they really freak out? I, well, see. I but mean, again, I think it's cultural. I don't think every it culture. It might be two different every, things. I, I think I people would freak out. I'm. You know, I think that most people have uh, the belief that there's something else out there just because of how vast and unknown they, you know, we're not all um, physicists. We're not all scientists. We don't all have those answers. But we all, most of us understand that there's probably something else out there. But we don't know how close by they're actually flying. Yeah. You know, we don't know how many how many people have actually been abducted. You know, there's no like uh, yeah. logbook of no abductions. even that word doesn't fly with most people. When you say abduction, people laugh and say anal probe, <laughs> and then they go on with their next thing. That that one is not even that that book. It is just barely being starting to get opened. I think for normal for the that's why for the I think normal that population or if, whatever you call it. If there was, I mean, taking Tick's point of view though, um, when the Phoenix lights happened, there wasn't mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. You're right, but it wasn't pr- proof. It was just something that that nobody could explain. Even the government was kind of like covering that one up even the state representatives just made a joke out <laughs> well the yes, governor that was yes. the governor yeah. he was like um that was pretty egregious but, joke. Yeah, but it, was. it wasn't solid evidence it wasn't like somebody coming down and revealing themselves you know so well i mean I, what i wonder what happened sorry no please i wonder what happened when these uh when, when like the nazca lines happened when these pyramids happened, you know, because these pyramids are like they're notifications from extraterrestrials that this is where we have to go for a certain thing, right? There's pyramids in China. You think that's like wayfinding? Is that what yes. you mean? Like it's like. Yes, it's a. This is like same with the Nazca lines. Mm. I think they're like this is because there's pyramids in South America too. Yeah, there's pyramids all, all over know the each other, right? So back then, they were built as indicators of where something is, mm-hmm. according to some people. But I do, I do think that it was normal for people our ancestors to interact with uh, beings that may not have been from our planet originally but had made a home here and those beings were probably higher uh, from a higher dimension they were probably more intelligent they had technology that got them here that could have been destroyed um, uh, and their spaceships or whatever tech they had was was all they had here 
kind of like a lost in space concept, you know, and, you know, it's, I, I think it's very interesting that, you know, they say that experiences leave an imprint in your DNA. There's been some studies, I even think, I think I'm going to get the, I think even Malcolm Gladwell talked about this, where, you know, the starvation and survival is encoded in the DNA of our ancestors, and it's encoded in our in DNA us. as a result. Yeah. And some survived, and the ones who didn't, well, we're obviously not here to tell the tale, but those things are encoded. So why wouldn't uh, the cataclysms of, of past be encoded? And why wouldn't uh, our ancestors be knowledgeable about about alien about other beings at a different dimensional level of one intelligence. Of the, one of the theories is that <clears throat> the ark that was of the great flood yes. was not a wooden ship. Mm-hmm. And it didn't actually have <laughs> two of each animal in it. It mm-hmm. possibly could have had DNA. Right from animals because then you would be able to reseed the entire civilization right yeah and that's more likely right that's much more likely. yeah i mean the ark could possibly have been a spaceship yeah why not yep literally why not yep oh because we have no evidence (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, Antarctica, aren't we doing that? We're doing that already. We we have a place in Antarctica where we have every seed of everything that's ever been done. It's a big library that they've I built. I don't know if it's in Antarctica. Oh, I oh. think, um, I want to say that's, that's, it's Greenland, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, it was a collaboration of governments that put that together. Yeah. But it's a seed vault. Yeah. And yes, indeed, that does exist. So I think I talked last episode about the concept of doing a similar thing on the moon so that we don't have all of the DNA of every uh, uh, species, phylum class order uh, here on our planet, but that we have an off-planet repository of of information on the moon, for example. So, or, or, you know, maybe Mars at some point, but... It, it would be a shame to lose all of the, all of what has has happened here. So back to the Galactic Federation <laughs> for just a minute, just trying oh, yeah. to bring us back to a minute. Um, it is not hard to imagine that something like this exists for me. It is not hard. It 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 makes sense. It um, why well, wouldn't there be a group of beings that are more evolved than we are, watching? To, for the moment when we can take our place on the council because we have matured enough uh, to, to be there, to help make decisions about the galaxy and our collective place in it. And yet us dropping nuclear bombs and hypersonic missiles that killing each other in general is, is probably not the best way to buy our admittance into a, a, a galactic federation now i guess i am s- assuming that that as higher dimensional beings or they probably maybe war is i won't say obsolete but maybe maybe there's a different set of cosmic laws that they're running things by than than we're perhaps aware of here 
What do you think about well, that? Well, to make it off off planet and to become a you know a species that has the way they can travel, there's no way that they're uh, they're, they're coming a hundred thousand light years here. You know, yeah. nobody lives that long. There's no way it's happening. So that <laughs> sure. if that's not the way they're doing it. Sure. So if they're doing it another way, that means they're pretty bright people. And are they bright enough to figure out that war and killing is, is not the answer either? And if that's the case and they've found their way here, you would think that they've had some sort of answer to that. Maybe it's not. I mean... We we make them so enlightened. I mean, they're not gods. No, they're not. You know, but but, but maybe they found some sort of and way. Maybe that, they are. It's, it's been told. Well, maybe they are. It's <laughs> been told that they've actually the the Galactic Federation has prevented nuclear war four times. Yeah. Well, because let's we're interdependent, not just on this planet, but I gotta believe this solar system is interdependent. If you blow up one planet, it's gonna affect mm-hmm. everybody. If you yeah, if you harm one planet, it's like killing one part of a body, mm-hmm. and and it will affect the rest of the body. So I, I I believe everything's connected, and therefore every every planet is important. Every even planet X. Yeah. Oh that's a, no, that's a different that. one. That's a, that, that's, that's a d- whole dimensional. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Nibiru, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, another dimensional conversation. But I, I don't know. I think that this Galactic Federation is is probably real. And um, how many species? It's in the eighties, right? I have heard various numbers. I, I couldn't say, but it's not a few. It's not a few. It's Why a wouldn't it be? Hey, let me ask you something. Okay, this is. When is it that you actually could accept this stuff? Do you know a turning point? When you were listening to, yeah, okay. So put yourself back in the beginning, <laughs> ten years ago. Put yourself, yeah, yeah, at least <laughs> put yourself back when you started, and you know it's like a muscle. You exercise it a little bit. You like, you do well. That that's possible. I, I can open my mind a little bit to the fact that, you know, something, oh, let's say, uh, something alien like, <laughs> and then you get all the way to the, you know, busting out to the galactic federation but do you remember the time when do you remember a time when you couldn't accept it and do you know any time now that there's a reason why you think it's okay i've I've got i want to hear from you chase well i think that a lot of people are in they have belief systems ingrained in them that just don't budge right yeah even like atheism, you know, and uh, so to have somebody, and it's like, okay, if you have an open mind, then you're probably more likely to understand and look into something, the probabilities of this being an actual, you know, thing versus having a closed mind and upset in your ways and being like, that does not exist. So, I mean, for somebody to say, I believe, I'm a Catholic, and I believe in Jesus. I'm a Christian, right? I'm a Muslim. This is my belief system. Everything else is wrong. 
or everything, you know, I'm my belief system is the only way. Yeah. Then if, so be it. You're not going to change those people. You know, it's less likely for them to change. But it's what about you? Road. It's a longer road. But what I'm asking is what do you remember a time where I mean, did you just start listening to this stuff and then we're all the way to here? No. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I'm I'm pretty close to believing that this is very possible, mm -hmm. that there could be a group of aliens looking over our world, making decisions for us. I th that doesn't seem too uh, radical to me. Lundy, let me tell you something. <laughs> when I was a kid, every Saturday morning, guess where I was at? My ass was on the couch watching cartoons. <laughs> so if you were to tell me as a six-year-old child that, uh, you know, um, Tom and Jerry were actual things, I would have believed it. Right. You know what I mean? Because my mind was open to, like, a two-dimensional character being a real thing. So... I think as I got older, my mind, even though I found out that somebody drew that and it was a cell that they just made into an animation, <clears throat> I think experiencing those things at such an early age kind of like had my, my receptors open a little bit further to explore different possibilities. Then, and so like if somebody says, like your friend, the truck driver, <laughs> you know, he says 100%. Yeah. So, like, I don't think there's a 50% person yeah. out there. <laughs> well, I think so. No, yeah, it's like that's either, a good way to put it, right? Either you're, you're believe it or you don't. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like either you're on board or you're not. And so, like. Literally on board. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, on board. So, I've, I, I can't look back. I've always been. Mm-hmm. But you have some proof in there, too. I mean, of what you've physically seen with your own eyes. Right. It's not proof, but it's like well, I, I saw something that I couldn't explain, and it just further in, you know, instilled the possibility that there's something that is mm -hmm. just zooming by here looking around. So for me, it is, it is um, logic. Once I began to study on my own, explore the realm of quantum, quantum physics. Yeah. And I began to learn more about the stars and you know, how planets are formed. And then um, I began to start studying what I would call the esoteric, esoteric texts that combine science, physics, and spirituality. Uh, that's when it started to click for me. But logic alone and the statistics of there being other realms that uh, we don't, other beings we don't know about, that was easy. And then when I learned about the different dimensions um, of reality, that's where it, it just clicked for me. And, and the ability of time to shift mm -hmm. and so forth, I began to see that the reality we inhabit here is not static and it changes and uh, the knowledge of quantum physics began to make me believe that it is our collective consciousness that creates the reality we are in so if there is enough of us that 
believe that uh, there is a species of other creature that is a little green man that's about this tall. Did you you remember Gazoo from the Flintstones? Yeah. Kazoo or whatever his name was. If that's what extraterrestrials look like, then if enough of us believe it, then Gazoo uh, met, becomes reality. Manifest, it becomes right. manifest into form. That's how it works. So if I know that's how it works, then perhaps we were manifested into form by someone else. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so for me, it, it became logic that that drove me from a foundation of science through spirituality and, you know, a different reading of, of, I'll say, the ancient religious texts, a different reading of them, an open reading, a more, um, but what what if it meant this? What if it's an allegory? What if it's not word for word? And again, I'm not trying to offend anyone's beliefs. I'm just trying to say that I, I tried to come in with first principles thinking. What happens if we start with nothing and and just with what we see in front of us? Mm-hmm. When did it disturb me? That was kind of your question. Yep. Uh, or no, or not disturb. When did it? Di- when did you get in the boat? When did you switch over? When was it where? Fully. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. And I I don't really know the point <coughs> exactly. I think. Um, I'll say the point that it was hard was when I had to really examine my religious um, influences which are Christian um, and not Catholic but but um, I'll say Protestant in some fashion listing towards baptism Baptist kind of beliefs I had to really reconcile my knowledge of physics and the things I was learning with what I was taught and that was those were some hard months of confusion and anger, and it took me time to integrate uh, what I had learned with what I had learned when I was a child. And so I was angry, I was uh, unsettled, and um, I didn't want to talk about it until I was. Sh- I had a better uh, until my heart and mind was in a better place. So. It was some time. I th- I was I, I had been on the earth a few decades, forty decades, four decades, before I I really wrestled with this. It was uh, yeah. I'd I couldn't have done it. I don't think I could have done that's it younger. Close in my world. Too. I couldn't have done it at a younger age. I don't think. So. Hmm. Yeah, and and once you other things become less important and your your spiritual life becomes more important, it, it's something you feel like you've got to at least get a sense of in your own mind spiritual that that's an interesting way to think of this the, you know the, the, so. these kind of topics and what we're talking about and this this whole genre or or whatever you want to call it is somewhat of a spiritual way of thinking don't yeah. you think an exploration even wrapping science in it also i'm with you on the on the quantum physics that mm-hmm. really kind of helped me say that it is possible magic is real yeah you know yeah that's where i came from with it so i i'd imagine that other people you know you're either a person of faith or you're a person that needs to see it before you believe it mm-hmm. and then there, there's something in between but <laughs> i'm much more of a faithful person that likes to 
have a few things to back it up. <laughs> um, but I could be, I'm okay if neither are true. Right. Uh, which is unusual. That's the unusual part where mm-hmm. even though I seek the scientific um, explanation or I'm okay if none of it's true. Um, and still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. it. Yes, yeah. I enjoy what, what it could be. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, you also have the the possibility that the stories from these religions having some level of uh, extraterrestrial, yeah, you know, play to it. Yep. Yes, you know, the North Star, yep. <laughs> um, Adam and Eve. You know, oh, all of Genesis. All of, um, all of it. So the historical, I mean, so there's another way to, so the, I'm with you on all these, I'm trying to put it together in my head where it happened kind of for me, but the quantum physics really helped me understand that yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, the idea that we're all connected, I get that. And, it, and that our consciousness is actually affecting what's <clears throat> happening in the physical world. Yes. That blew my mind and that helped me get there. That was that was a big one for me. The other one that that helps is some of these ancient artifacts that you can't explain, and and these these guys aren't just up there drawing, you know, what they're imagining, and you know, these are all hunter gatherers having to survive kind of people. <laughs> yeah. They're not just having a good time on the cave wall, uh, you know. And there's so much there with they're seeing stuff. The, well, the, the even even back then, you, you can't had, deny it. You had your hunter gatherer type folks but there was also art yeah and those people needed an outlet <clears throat> and back then their the inspiration came from in different ways what could they see what, what could, could they, they see? see you know well they're they're drawing you know uh, buffalo and stars things they're seeing so yeah. i would yeah that, that's kind of what i meant that i didn't just think it was it's not like they had an abstract school of expressionism <laughs> no. yeah. you know in this cave over here you go to that school yeah and they were drawing, yeah. And so I think those two things combine, along with my belief or my sense that this isn't it. I, the, the, so soul, say, the soul part. Yeah. So you say it was like within the last 10 years? Uh, with Oh, for sure, with the, with the alien piece of it. But okay. I'd been, you know, I told you the story. I've been with quest. the psychics for a mm-hmm. long time. I've done a lot of like fun stuff like that for yeah. years and years since I was 18. I became fascinated around the same time. So honestly, extraterrestrials are very interesting to me, but um, I'm, I've am i moved on from that being the primary reason I do these things. Mm-hmm. The primary reason for me is, you know, what is the next level of human yeah. ascension? What is the next level of me as an organic being? What am I capable of as an organic being? That means with no um, intervention, uh, no uh, technology put in my body. What am I? Po- what am I capable of? Mm-hmm. And it, it it causes me to think seriously about what our ancestors mm-hmm. were capable mm-hmm. of. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard in the last few years that our ancestors were actually a lot smarter than we gave them credit for. That their cities were more efficient, and that you know they were eating healthier, and that you know all these different things that we think we're so advanced in. Moving the, rocks with a wand. Yeah, moving yeah. rocks with moving sound. Rocks with, a, yeah. with sound and a, and and a wand. Yeah. So, y- y- it's 
for me, what is the next level of things that I can do? What am I missing in this, in the natural world that I, our, our ancestors may be tapped into that I'm not even aware of? And, you know, for me, I've been reading ancient books, as many as I can get my hands on. I've been reading biographies of people. And these aren't people I learned about in, in history in schools. And I'm sh- I, I, it's pretty sad that I didn't. Um, so it, that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's, another, that's a big subject there yeah, is the fact it really that is. why wouldn't they give us all these things to think about? Yeah. Instead, it's here's your, here's your path. Here's your ration. Walk your path, kid. Don't get off the, get back on the Yeah. Path. Here's your ration. Yeah. That's, and there's I, so much to consider, especially being a kid. I agree. And the, the idea that there are other beings that exist that might be watching over my development as another type of being uh, is fascinating, uh, maybe a little scary, uh, only if they're not benevolent, but it seems that there's a mix of benevolent right. and not so benevolent. And I guess that's how, how it is. That's the dual nature of our galaxy, the duality. Um, and for me, I really just want to help others Explore. Yeah, you're in, that's definitely explore why that. you're here. It is. You, you have made that very clear, right? To help explore this and not You've be jarred by peace. it when it happens, yeah. and and if you learn about it, slowly learn, you know, slowly mm-hmm. figure out how to integrate it into your religious and spiritual beliefs, so that you're not a complete wreck uh, when when something is revealed, yep. because that's really hard. I can't get enough of it. I, I and, and sometimes I wonder, what, what are you doing? You're turning on another one? You know, you're going to watch another show or listen to another thing? I, uh, It's so visual to me. And, and me now you're making visual, your own? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, I'm a visual person. My imagination is pretty vivid inside. And when I close my eyes, I can really see quite a bit. And that's where this started was, oh, what a fascinating story. To, oh, just take... Uh, Travis Walton yeah. is a good one. Yeah. I imagined that whole thing front to back. I had it in my head. I loved it. And I loved it so much, I listened to the next one. I listened to the next one, you know. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then you start listening to these people, and these people are in crazy, incredibly credible. They're normal people They're not that wouldn't crazy. have wanted this to happen to them. Sure. I think the abduction experiences are the ones for me that give me the most... Uh, uh, Believability. I, okay. I know that may not be the. Well, those are. But it does. That violation of free will is kind of creepy to me. But mm-hmm. I want to back up on something you just said that I think is important. I don't want to lose it. We started off talking about Gene Roddenberry and okay. how he seeded the notion of a of a galactic federation and the very notion of a of what a, the prime directive is. Oh, there we are. And yep. and. You know the whole the whole Star Wars, uh, um, what's the word? I'm not. The Force. No, no, that's a different <laughs> one, dear. The the whole. Uh, did I say Star Wars? Yeah. I meant to say Star Trek. Star Forgive Trek. me. Dag on. That's a faux pas. Mm-hmm. Gene Roddenberry and the entire Star Trek universe that he created, all the language, the science, mm-hmm. the the structures, the way that they interact with each other, the way they interact with um, other um, 
planets and species they encounter. That was seeding our consciousness to be different than what we were at the time he did it. And you'll notice some people took to it and some people hated it. Yeah. Oh, true. And so I say to you, I say to you, the way that you are as an artist, I want to say that I think I'm so happy you're exploring this. I'm so happy that you are taking these images into your mind and translating them through your consciousness. And I look forward to some amazing art. Are you a fan of Star Trek? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I couldn't get enough of that either. It, but, you know, also, um, it goes beyond that. I, you know, sci-fi in general. Yes. And I, I couldn't name every character. And I'm not as Trekkie as, as maybe as I'd like to be. But, man, I I, I loved it. I just loved I, it. I actually really, I liked all, all of it. All made sense. The 60s, the stuff that came out in the late mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. I really loved it because it was so unusual. It was so yep. different than yep. anything else that was out there. And it had an aesthetic that was yeah. completely new at the time. And then Next Generation came out, and it had a different aesthetic. And so I'll just say this. I think that the artists in our society are the ones that show us the way forward. Hmm. Their visuals, their words, um, are what and their ideas and how they splice concepts together that's what advances our society and our consciousness and i want to see um as much of that as possible i even think i'd love for us to do some some sort of an event where we we put a challenge out there that that can help with that aspect of it because Mm. i'd like to see what the path is to the start trek future um i i want to get there sooner rather than later and i don't think we're going to get there if we just keep slowly continuously rehashing all the old sequel movies of the last 30 years we need new ideas we need new archetypes i was telling someone you know joseph campbell talks about different archetypes and of course we know the hero's journey is the most prominent one he's mentioned and that is star wars that hero's journey is Star Wars, not Star Trek, Star Wars. And I have to say, I'm glad that I am aware of it. I am ready for something new. I'm ready for a different hero's journey and I'm or, or something completely different, new archetypes. What are the archetypes for this nuclear age? What are they? Right. You know, the hacker is one that didn't exist, you know, mm-hmm. 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure there are others. I just, they're not coming to me right now. But what's the, what are the archetypes? Like the tarot, right? A tarot deck is is just a, you know archetypal learning where you splice these different archetypes together and you glean wisdom from the juxtaposition of those things. And yet, what are the new ones? Mm-hmm. Explorer Indiana Jones was an archetype that that explorer type. Mm-hmm. Is that new archetype like a space explorer? Oh, an experiencer. I could yeah. definitely, you could, so what, not what to keep that? throwing in that same thing, but you know, yeah, an abductee and an experiencer. They're uh, getting yes. more accepted. Yes. Yeah. We could yeah. do a whole show on 
abduction. Yeah, I think we should. I'm pretty passionate yeah. about that. I'm Let's not exactly that. sure why. Let's do that. I hope I haven't been abducted and I just don't know it, yeah. which I haven't. But I, 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 I feel bad for some of these people. I mean, my, my, yeah. my uh, yeah. compassion. And you hear the bullshit, too. And then, you know, obviously there's always the crap out there that's absolutely not real. But most of these people don't want this kind of publicity. Well, if, if, this, if it happened... And they've probably experienced a level of trauma that is unmatched. And if it didn't happen, and they're, you know, crazy, then they probably experienced some kind of a trauma yeah. that's unmatched. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> so that's a good if, point. if they did Before, or if they didn't, yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah. a, a compassion that we have for these people mm-hmm. rather for than sure. just, you know, label them as crazy. You know, it's for sure, which so. I which I wouldn't do. But yeah, I I I like to do something on this because I, there's a whole lot tied to the notion of inductions and why they happen that we need to explore. Yeah, well, the Council of Nine and stuff. I mean, it's, I keep saying the wrong thing. The Federation no, that's, that's is the Council of Nine is one. I mean, there's so many that there's like five words that they just keep re-jumbling. Yeah, there, you yeah. know, there's a lot there, but they're they're they've been in the abduction experience. That that's been talked about there also. Can you can we put some validity to to the Federation? We started out with that, but you had mentioned the Canadian guy. Yes, and I I believe he was also a defense minister of some sort in Canada, and. Um, for the life of me, I cannot recall his name. I can see his face. You um, can look that up. I will. <clears throat> and, he, I mean, he had very similar commentary uh, um, to the Israeli gentleman. Mm-hmm. Just that, hey, this exists. And there's a whole lot of, there's another reality <laughs> that you don't, that's not talked about in our in our world. And it made me, it gave me a visual sense of something watching us from on high. And I guess it creeped me out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like the Truman Show. Like, like somebody's Paul watching Hayler. me. Hayler. Paul it. Hayler. He's got a lot of, we could put him some links to his work in the... Yeah, and well, Canadian ex defense minister. Yeah, there was an article a couple of years ago from Seth Shostak. You've heard of that guy? He yeah, worked, he's a astronomer with SETI. Yep, and he said that there are probably at least three hundred million worlds that are habitable. habitable. Yeah, uh, spinning around other stars. Sure. So. With that being said, <laughs> if there are these, this galactic federation, we're not the only ones that are zooming around. Oh, surely not. You know, if surely there's 300 not. million that's habitable, incredible. potentially yeah. habitable, yeah. that's just in our galaxy, then we're just a little speck of uh, 300 million, man. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. a lot of planets. Mm-hmm. That's just in our little part. So there's, I mean, that's just there's possibly, universe. you know, I mean, 300 million different 
species out there. Right, I mean, each planet has at a different, different levels of right. evolution. Right, and uh, you're not even talking about dimensional differences. Exactly. Yeah. So right. we're we're in, we are third dimension. Uh, some have believe we have shifted to the fourth dimension uh, because our sun and our Earth is has done so. Um, and that explains, according to some hypotheses, that explains a lot of the chaos on our world right now um, because you have a mismatch in vibration um, between the planet and the inhabitants on it. So uh, we, should, we, we really do need a whole episode on dimensions and, and whatnot. But uh, suffice it to say that that is one hypothesis. And this Galactic Federation, I'm going to leave you with another idea here, and that is that our Earth is a living library of DNA samples from all of those Galactic Federation members. I'll, a couple examples. I think you all know I am fascinated by octopi. <laughs> I love them. And they're so strange, and their blood is a different color than ours and i think they have a copper they have copper blood they don't have um iron based blood like we do so they're blue not red and they don't have the dna they have doesn't exist in any other living creature isn't that incredible yes yeah, so that, you tell me that 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 particular marine animal is mm -hmm. from this planet there's no way and so, I mean, that's just a, that's just a couple of things. The, those horseshoe crabs look like prehistoric, uh, yeah. like you know, uh, cockroaches. Well, those things of the that, sea. They, that they uh, that they was it an anthropod? The little potato bugs. Something oh, yeah. Isopod. Isopod. Like those usually potato live. Potato bugs. Like. In the jungle or in the ocean or yeah. whatever. Some of them are huge. You get huge ones, too, that from different tropical places. Oh, they're gross. They just <laughs> gross me yeah. out. I see a cockroach. I just want to run. I can't stand it. <laughs> are you guys, you got spider cockroach stuff? I'm nope. good with spiders. No. Cockroaches, absolutely not. No, they don't I, bother me. Nothing bothers me. <sighs> I can't okay. even think about them. I don't know what it is. Maybe I had I something in a previous life. With I don't problems. like them, but... You know, if I see them, it doesn't bother me. Really? All crunchy looking and no. those little legs. Tastes like chicken. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have a no lot idea. of people eat cockroaches. I don't know. It's a delicacy. <laughs> yeah, um, well, whatever. So yeah. I, I guess we were talking about the Earth being a living library. So you can yep. just imagine all the various species we have here were contributed um, in in some way by other um, other planetary systems, so how cool is that? The yep. idea of that, the plant species, the trees, mm -hmm. the you know the the insects that you know they say there's a a mantis race. Oh yeah, That's a mantis a cool race yep, and yep, yep. Uh, they look know. interesting too. Insectoids, them insectoids, yeah. and uh, yeah. There's there's some lore out there about an insectoid race that lives on Mars underground. That um, was it Mars or Ceres? Ma I've heard both, so I don't know what which is which. 
there's a couple of stories out there about an insectoid race that lives um, on one of those planets that I just mentioned. And that some of members of the secret space program were fighting them. And I had never heard that story that I just shared with you. And then I watched uh, the movie, the latest movie called Tomorrowland. 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 And it's that, that's the story. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's the one with uh, that dude from, wasn't he from like Community or or no, uh, Parks and Rec. What's that guy's name? Chris. Yes. It's Chris something. Yeah. It's Tomorrowland. It is that, that's the story. Really? Where humans are, um, they found out that there's a species of these insectoids that are trying to find their way to Earth. And uh, they're sending people through a time portal to go defeat them in before they come to the present. And people sign up to go as a planetary civilization we go chris pratt chris pratt and we're getting killed like they're getting killed by the thousands tens of thousands of people because they we just can't defeat them with our technology so y'all should watch the film actually i thought it, it had a good message and uh see this is what i'm talking about the creativity of artists right mm. like they took this concept Mm -hmm. and then turned it into an entire story the tomorrow war the tomorrow war thank you i had the t word the tomorrow war with Mm. chris pratt watch it let us know what you think jk simmons he's Mm. pretty cool yep he's he plays a good part in there there's a lot of you know another one we might be able to do is a secret space program that's a brain popper there to think about You know, <laughs> yes. the, the, and, and I go back and forth with that one a little bit more. I I have, a, honestly, I, I believe I believe the abduction stories a little bit more than I do the secret space program. I don't know why. I mean, you know, you balance it all. You're kind of like, well, maybe, maybe. I don't have to. None of it has to be true. But it's really fun to think about. But when you're you're listening to it, you're wondering... Is this guy for real? Is he full of shit? <laughs> well, I agree with you. I wonder the same. At least the stories about the people from the, quote, secret space program yep. who have come forward. Do I believe yep. it's possible we have secret space programs on our planet? Mm-hmm. 100% I believe that's possible. Do I believe in the 20 and back program yeah. and all this age regression? Yeah. I mean – Sure, my uh, my mind is open yeah, to it, mine is too. but it is uh, very convenient yep. to have been in the twenty and back, and then be here looking like a you know forty something year old person, right. and right. with all this knowledge and these great stories. Mm-hmm. And I again, not saying they aren't true. I'm not even questioning anyone's truthfulness. I just it's harder to swallow. Me too. It, it feels like a psyop to me. Yeah. And um, I just want to be aware that it might be a psyop, and I don't want to fully swallow those stories because mm-hmm. I just think they're they have an agenda. They have all the answers. That's the other thing that bothers me. They have an answer to all these questions. There's not a lot of I don't knows in there. Yes. That, that 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 bugs me a little bit too. Yes. But the guy in you know the 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 swamplands of uh, Mississippi 
had an abduction, you know, with his son. Mm-hmm, and yeah. he's, you know, he's just the farthest thing from his mind is something like this. And he explains the story to you. That, to me, is pretty damn believable. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't want to be here talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. This, is, this has nothing to do with the kind of life he'd like to lead. But he tells you the story. That yeah. stuff, and you can feel their souls. You can feel what they're saying, and, and you know. It's the cognitive dissonance that's mm-hmm. going to be the hardest thing to overcome, guys. And, and mm-hmm. you have cog- we have cognitive dissonance in everyday stuff in this 3D reality. So, like, how do, how do we help one another get past this? How do we help one another make room for the possibility? Set up. Not a lemonade stand, but an ayahuasca stand. <laughs> That'll prepare hey, that's people. That's a great idea. You yeah. might as well do DMT so it doesn't last long. Then they can leave. So yeah. you don't, you know, you need more customers. Make more money with DMT. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I had a friend who just just got back from a oh ayahuasca. Oh, it's so it's so amazing to hear him talk. So it's so physically real how he's talking about it. You know. We're, the stuff we're talking about, light beings, uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's spirit animals, sure. there's there's talking trees, uh-huh. there's little, you know, even the the machine elves. The machine elves, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. What and, and, and they're all seeing similar things there, too. That is an absolute another dimension. Lead you that to believe that it's, no it's real. Yep. That's fascinating. Yeah. He comes to me kind of after he, he does it. Uh, he knows that I'll... I want to hear it all because I love to visualize it. Yeah. And we have a cup of coffee over it, you know. <laughs> and it's just like the day after. So I get to hear, you know, pretty fresh That's what's neat. going on. I, I, so I, you've I got, love it. it's neat. in the history of people, what are the odds of first finding the plant that contains enough DMT to mm-hmm. do that kind of a journey? And secondly, finding a plant similar, like in the same jungle, that you have to eat first to be able to process the DMT to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some say that it wasn't, you know, found. It was shown <laughs> to them. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want yeah. to contact us, take this and take that and come. you'll come see us. Right. Like it was a doorway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a whole other field of study on this. Certainly. Well, I'm going to botch this entirely, but I'm going to give it a shot. So I was listening to a gentleman um, who was lecturing on the ancient uh, Greek rituals of Bacchanalia and other things. And when they uh, analyzed the pottery, they found traces of wine. These are wine um, vessels traces of of the wine vessel that had um, essentially psychotropics in them. Uh, And it was, it's now a field of study where you look at the ascension of ancient civilizations, the, those that, that achieved great works in art and governance and uh, philosophy. The Greeks, a lot of the stuff that they said the civilization they had, we're living some version of that civilization now. Mm-hmm. The whole concept of democracy came out of ancient Greece, and it 
sounds to me like it was a pretty strong drug trip. Tripping their balls that's off. That's it. They're like, yeah, because it was. And they're going to wear these little headdresses, and, and they're going to. Yeah. See, they they you know these <laughs> these week long orgies and stuff. Right. We're just not living right, people. Right, right, so imagine right. you think wine was just wine. I used to think wine was just wine, mm-hmm. but then I started reading about this, and it's like no wine it wasn't just wine. Wine was laced with stuff, mm. and and so they weren't just drinking wine at these. And the more these affluent, parties. had more of it. Yeah. That's and that it and that these are the people who were the senators and mm-hmm. the business people and the the folks writing poetry and mm-hmm. um so on and so forth. I I really think that there is a significant linkage to psychedelics and the um ev- elevation of human consciousness in in so that it advances society. And I th- I think there's something here. And uh, I, we should probably explore that at some point. Why wouldn't it? Why couldn't it be possible that a another species laid that kind of down in front of us, like, like, like Jason's saying? Oh, entirely. Lay, laid that down in front of us, and like these guys are getting a little closed-minded. We really need them to start thinking <laughs> a little more globally, oh, a little, a little larger love. here. <laughs> I, you know, I can see it, right? Yes, I, I, I don't think that's far from possible but i i was fascinated by the notion that i had never never thought of before that perhaps those the wine was laced with something very exciting yeah so right and wine you know even in literature could have been something completely different than what we think of it now well and if if Uh the wine was laced with stuff and we talk about the sacraments you know with in christianity was the early wine, the body of Christ, laced with some psychedelics so that we could have a real experience, a real transcendental experience? Well, even just our own, the way our own psyche works not? is like, you know, we see on the shelves grape wine and cherry wine. But then you start like, when somebody says dandelion wine, you just kind of like, What? You mix all this stuff in there. Yeah, because yeah, it's just because our, our, you know, nature is just to go with what we're used to. So, I mean. I don't know. I my eighth totally grade class, it. nobody told me about no psychedelics and no <laughs> Greek wine. <Yeah. laughs> I God. think I would have Sunday liked it a lot more. <laughs> pretty nuts. Yeah. I think that's you when know I it was. first started psychedelics was in eighth grade. <laughs> Wow. There you go. Well, there's what opened your mind, See? pal. Yeah. Along with uh, Tom and Jerry was acid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for Tom and Jerry, I wouldn't have been exposed to such amazing classical music. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Truly. to keep on this just for a quick uh, yes. I, the other the day. or whatever, the accordion. Yes. The other day, I, uh, I, uh, there w- it was on Gaia. Uh, Timothy Leary and Ram Dom. Ram Das? Ram Das, yeah. Uh, they're best friends, you know, and it, and, it, and it was a documentary about their story and their story together. Yeah. Oh man, was that good? Yeah, those I was guys crying were like a little baby. So far ahead of, of their time, man. Yeah. Ram Das passed from this plane um, a few years ago. You know, uh, I think Wayne Dyer was pretty close with Ram Das huh. as well. He's really? well, I, was, I was just talking to somebody about him yesterday. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've listened to his stuff, and he's sort of what's is that uh, DMSR or whatever DSMR where ASMR you, ASMR where you just you know you're yeah. lulled into some you know s- uh, 
very quiet, calm state. When Ram Dass talks, he's very funny, he's very self-effacing, mm -hmm. but he admits he started out as an ego-driven yeah. a-hole a um, yep. when he was in his 20s or whatever and um, mm -hmm. you know, spent a lifetime trying to, f to not be that way and uh, do it through enlightenment. So he, he's got some great stuff, and I think that his, his, he's really relevant. You know who I also love? I think maybe I just love his, his uh, smoker voice, um, Alan Watts. Ooh. Have you ever listened to Alan Watts? I don't believe so. Is um, he like a professor, but had oh. some amazing lectures? And, Listen to Reggie Watts, and he's had the you know at least he had the the foresight to record these things so that yeah. you know you can find them uh, on YouTube, uh, quite um, linked with videos and music and stuff. But you know, generally, Alan Watts is. He's just, he was so far ahead of his time talking about the nature of reality and what what we are as humans and what we're here for. And I think that some days when I'm having a rough day or a rickety drive to the office, I'll turn Alan Watts on so I don't cut somebody off and flip them off in the, on the road, you know? So he's got the same thing as Larry Lecter. They were talking about Buddhism and all, all, the, all the different, and they go through all, he did a lot of investigating. He's just... Just got to make it to Thursday. <laughs> Is that Alan Watts? <laughs> no. Oh. You, I really want you to listen. I want you to pull some stuff up and just... Oh, God, and I just, will. And just, like, let yourself go. Oh, Electronic Universe. Yeah. Was he... Let yourself go. Was he part of that? The Electronic Universe? I don't know. I think so. There's um that theory about the universe is basically a big electric circuit. Yeah. And if you look down on it, well, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I think we're wrapping it up. I think we? so. <laughs> I think uh, I think that that this one is uh, in the books. Yep. I'm not sure we um, we solved the mystery of the Galactic Federation, even, yeah. but I do think we explored it and uh, we talked about what's possible and mm -hmm. maybe we talked about how to help others integrate this new information into their world. So uh, they're ready if if and when this happens. Thank you for being with us today to hopefully explore some of these gray areas. See you soon.